Welcome to the St. Edward's School podcast, the place where we talk to staff, parents and pupils to find out more about life at the school. This is the place to keep up to date and in touch with our school. So let's get into this episode right now of the St. Edward's School podcast. Ruth, thank you for being here and welcome to this episode of the podcast. How are you today? I'm good, thank you. We've just been up to lunch, so we've had a nice roast dinner with all the children. As you can imagine, it was quite noisy up there. My children are now going to go to hymn practice, so we'll have a bit of peace to get on with this. Very nice. And what kind of hymns are they doing at the moment? Do you know? Oh, I don't know. I don't know what they'll be doing today. They like to sing, come and join the circle. Yeah, all different ones they have a go at. Okay. Come and join us. I don't know that one, so I'll need to listen out and and I'll I'll hear the children (laughs) sing that. And you say lunch as well. What was on the menu today for lunch? It was roast pork today with roast potatoes, broccoli, carrots, gravy. And then I think they had their favourite for pudding, which was chocolate cake and chocolate sauce. Oh, very good. And most importantly, Ruth, did you get a chance to eat something there as well? I did have something, yes. Just Good, <laughs> good, good. I'm, I'm delighted to hear that. I really am. So we're going to be talking about a few things, including British Science Week and your role as head of science at the prep school. But I'd love to understand a little bit more about you, first of all. So tell us a bit about where you went to school and what your own experience of school life was like. OK, so I went to primary school in Churchtown and then I went to Chosen Hill School in Gloucester. School was a good experience for me, apart from the fact that my dad was my head of year for year 10 and 11. Oh, okay. So that was a little bit challenging at times, but I I always loved school. I loved doing the sport, did my A-levels at school and then went off to university. At university, that's where I trained to become a primary school teacher. Mm -hmm. And my specialisms at university were PE and music, actually. So links to science in a way through the PE. Awesome. Okay, let's just jump back then to years 10 and 11. Why was that uh, a a slightly tricky time having your father as as head of those years? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I suppose you're that's age 14 to 16, isn't it? Quite an important time at school. So I was a good girl, but I had to make sure that I followed all the rules properly. Obviously, my dad was always checking my skirt length because you can remember those times you kind of maybe hitch your skirt up a little bit. And if I did anything wrong, then he would come down very hard on me at home. So, (laughs) Awesome. A little bit challenging. I think we can all understand and appreciate that. So then tell us a little bit then about how you ended up at St. Edwards. So after finishing uni, I was looking for jobs to apply for. And the job came up as it was maternity cover of sports, girls' games. So I applied for that. I actually ended up with two interviews on the same day and I chose to come to St Edward's for my interview and I had to teach a ball skills lesson and I remember thinking how well behaved and polite the children were on my interview. Hmm. So I got the job. So that was just for one year initially. That's good. Well done for that, first of all. (laughs) Thank you. I then went to, I became a class teacher. So I have been here for quite a long time now. So I started off in year four, then I went to year five, I've been to year three, and I'm in year one at the moment, but I taught reception last year as well. So lots of different age groups, which is really, really nice. And just for people who might be wondering, what's the reason for changing from one year group to another year group? Is that like a rotation thing, which is an intentional move, or is that just because you you, you, you wanted to experience different ages within school? Yeah, one of our heads used to say that you shouldn't stay in a year group longer than three years for you to experience different year groups. I personally think it's really nice because you get to teach lots of different things. You don't get stuck teaching the same kind of history topic or 
geography topic and I didn't come down to pre-prep until I'd had my own children and I always thought well I think they've got to be able to hold a pencil they've got to be able to write and I think having my own children it made me realize how different it is and I was probably more prepared for a younger age group after having my own children. Okay well let's talk about science then I mean what is it about science that appeals to you so much? I love science because children are always curious. Children are always questioning. And that is what science is about, really, isn't it? Children finding out for themselves. I like to let them experiment, be really hands-on and find out what's going on in the world around them. And you say that children are always curious. I I, I think a lot of us will agree with that. Why do you think we stop being curious? Or actually, I'm presuming that. Do you think that we do stop being curious as we get older? And if so, why is that? I think children do become less curious. And I think maybe... As adults, we're all saying, oh, don't ask too many questions. And we kind of need to be saying to them, it's great to ask questions. It's great to find out and encouraging them maybe to go and find out the answers for themselves, to keep them curious, to keep wanting to know more and more and more. OK, well, let's talk about British Science Week then. I mean, what's that all about and, and, and how does that affect the work that you do in school? So British Science Week, it's a 10 day celebration of science, technology, engineering and maths. And this year it's taking place between the 11th and the 20th of March. This year, so each year it has a different theme. And this year the theme is growth. So the idea behind the programme is to raise awareness, spark enthusiasm and celebrate science with people of all ages. So it shouldn't just be children in school, it could be anyone, anywhere. So the British Science Association provides you with um, packs. So lots of different experiments for the children to look at all linked to growth. So some of them include buildings, looking, becoming eco-friendly, looking at animals. And then some people are even looking at how you can grow plants on Mars to find out if it's actually possible. That just immediately reminds me of the film The Martian, of course, where Matt Damon is there trying to grow potatoes on Mars because he's stuck on Mars and, of course, he needs a food source and he works out that he's able to grow potatoes. And yeah, no, 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 very good. So very relevant, of course. And the you mentioned about this, this about the British Science Association. Is this where the idea of British Science Week comes from then? Yeah, so it's a national kind of idea and they encourage all schools to take part to get the children more aware of about science and about growth. Um, so in our school, what we'll do is we're, during that week, I'll ask each science teacher to carry out a specific experiment with their class and take pictures so we can have a good log of what's been going on during that week. Tell us a bit then about those different experiments that will be going on, which contribute towards that concept of growth. So what I've said is preschool and reception are going to be measuring themselves, seeing how they grow, comparing themselves to things around the classroom. And then they will also have an opportunity to to become gardeners by making glove greenhouses, making seed bombs and Hopefully then they'll be able to take their seed bombs home and spread them in their gardens at home. And then they can watch how, see what happens, see what grows from their seed bombs. What what is a seed bomb? I'm dying to know. So it's just something that they make and they put loads of seeds in it, which then they sprinkle around their garden. There's also another one, which is a a glove. Mm -hmm. And in each finger of the glove, they put different seeds and then they can see how they start to grow as well. So I think that'd be quite fun for them. So they put the, oh, so they put soil into the glove, do they? into yeah, the fingers of the glove yeah, and a seed yeah. in there. and then they put different seeds in. Oh, wow. And see how Excellent. it grows. Yeah, fantastic. And what are the different seeds that they put in? It's called a handy gardener. So in the thumb, they put marigolds. Mm-hmm. 
then peas, broad beans, corn flour. And then they just mark, write on them what they are, and then push cotton wool in, and then they put water in there. Yeah. Wow. And is this something you've done with the children beforehand in a previous year? No, it's never, it's never been done before. It's a new experiment that I've just had a look at from, from, British, from British Science Week. So it's nice to do different things and they mm. get to experience new experiments every year. Okay, right. Let's carry on talking then. So we've got the measuring themselves. We've got the seed bombs. What else is going to be happening? So they're looking at trees. Now, obviously, here at St. Edward's, we've got an amazing amount of trees to go out and look at and research. They're tasked with making an outdoor gym, researching some different exercises, which they can take part in outside. And there's another one about growing some onions and measuring them and seeing what they need to grow. And are we expecting the children to eat these onions as well afterwards? (laughs) I don't think so. (laughs) We could try it. (laughs) Maybe the parents will. But there is something, isn't there, about when you grow your own food, it it always tastes much nicer. And I appreciate that young children might not be quite so keen on onions, but... You know, I think that most people listening to this, if you know anyone's growing their own tomatoes, for example, they always taste much nicer, don't they, than the ones that we might buy at Sainsbury's or Waitrose or wherever else. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's also getting the children, because obviously we have a school garden as well, so getting them to go up to the garden. And like you say, once they've put the seeds down and they've watered it and they've grown it themselves, they then are more likely to try the different vegetables that they've grown, I think. No, I understand. Okay, so the outdoor gym that you mentioned... I mean, that, that sounds like a very grand plan. How does that work then? So for the outdoor gym, it's asking them to familiarise themselves with activities to like doing leg lifts on a park bench, okay. maybe doing some jogging on the spot, maybe some kind of sit-ups, push-ups with their hands, using benches, maybe leaning against trees, that kind of thing. And then it's getting them to do some research for themselves and try and find out some different activities that they can do outside to keep fit. Oh, I see. I see. So again, this is going along the idea of growth as well. But of yeah. course, it's, it's a very fit and healthy way for, you know, to encourage the children to live their lives too. Yeah, definitely. We want them to be fit and healthy, don't we? Definitely. Do you think schools have a an obligation to, you know, as well as parents to ensure that children are, you know, growing up in a fit and healthy way, that they are getting lots of exercise? You know, we all know that that's a good thing to do. But do you think that schools have an obligation to to do their part there as well? Schools do. Schools do definitely do their part. And it's in education. It's in PSHE. We look at how we treat our bodies in science, how to keep healthy hearts, that kind of thing, how our body changes during exercise. So quite a lot of it is discussed and they're quite aware of it. I think that they need to try and keep themselves healthy and active. Okay, and those activities that you mentioned, such as, you know, from the measuring themselves through to the, you know, making the outdoor gym uh, and growing some onions, of course, as well. Is that Mm -hmm. what happens across all year groups in the prep school or is that just the younger years? So that's just the younger years. So I've got some different ones for the prep children. So they are going to be looking at climate change, which, of course, is very topical at the moment. As I said, deciding how things would survive on Mars, what they would need. Seeing with our brain and another experiment to investigate to see if all our body parts grow as we get older. So they'll be carrying out measuring on different age groups, probably from you know nursery all the way up to year six and seeing how our body does change. I see. Right. Because am I right in saying then that our eyes don't grow, but our ears do? Is that right? Yeah, they're meant to carry on growing always, aren't they? And your nose. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and your nose as well. Yeah. So oh, they gosh. say. okay and let's talk about climate change for a second then i mean you know climate change we do see this all around us don't we about you know people talking about it more and more people wanting to see action being taken 
again, tell us how things work within school life regarding climate change and the and the raising awareness of this. And I don't just mean during during British Science Week, but outside of British Science Week as well, just in normal everyday life in school. I think that children actually are very aware and children are, they want to look after our climate. There's lots of nice stories that we read with the children about how to look after our planet, sharing nature videos, that kind of thing. They enjoy learning all about it. And just thinking about recycling and things that they eat. I think children are quite aware of how to protect our planet and how not to make our climate change too much. And talking of planets, you mentioned about growing things on Mars. Is, is there a field trip coming up that the children can go and sort of visit Mars? <laughs> yeah, hopefully. I'll, um, I'll ask the head. <laughs> Might take us a few we'll years, a, though. <laughs> we'll have a chat with Elon Musk in that case. But more seriously, what is it about growing things on Mars that makes it an important subject for children to learn in school then? Well, children just need to know what things need to grow, don't they? They need to understand what they need to give to their plants, what we need as humans to be able to survive and i think that that making it a little bit different by saying what's you know what can grow on mars makes them probably think about it and make it a little bit more exciting for them no i like that i like that uh, so everyone's going to have to watch the martian for sure after this now yeah, the other thing <laughs> you mentioned was about seeing with your brain what's that all about it's called a dream machine which is artwork so basically it's some optical illusions and making your own so they're going to actually have a go at making their own optical illusions so there's a test where they cut out shapes and swap them over and decide if they look bigger and if they are actually bigger so Ah. arrows that kind of thing looking at lines seeing how your brain tricks you there's that one isn't there where you get the two lines and then you get the two arrowheads which are kind of going in one direction two arrowheads going the other direction and one of them looks is it where the arrowheads are like a normal arrow it makes the line look shorter that one, yeah. Where the arrows look like an arrow, it looks shorter. And then when the arrows go the other way, it makes it look longer. Yeah, yeah. Incredible. So tell us then about what happens in science outside of British Science Week and how the whole department looks. And also your feelings as to why science is an important subject for all children to study in 2022. So science in our school, every year group has science each week, a couple of lessons. And that's from reception all the way up to year six. Obviously, in reception, it's a lot of play-based kind of experimental work. And then as we move through years, it gets more formal. We have a science lab, which we encourage um, the children to go and use. And it just makes science a little bit more exciting when they go in the lab. And, you know, there's gas taps and there's mm. test tubes and all that kind of thing. Bunsen burners, which they love. So they all do some biology. They all do some chemistry. They all do some physics. So they'll be looking at plants habitats how plants grow environments life cycles and what we've also been trying to do recently because we've got our school farm is linking our science lessons to our school farm so for example if the children are learning about life cycles then we encourage them to go down to the farm and go in with the animals and have a look at how how their life cycle might work they've been doing nutrition so they've been looking at the food that the animals eat and then they've been looking at their teeth and seeing why different animals eat different things really mm-hmm. and talking at the farm of course i remember a previous podcast episode where we learned all about the farm and if i remember rightly there are alpacas on the farm are they still there today yes we still got three alpacas we have two pigs we've got i think there's three goats there's goats and chickens and ducks but obviously the chickens and ducks are inside at the moment because of bird flu so we can't see them at the moment oh i see i see okay right 
Tell us a little bit then about why science is so important in school and why it's beneficial for children as they get older and, and leave St. Edwards and move on to, the, well, first of all, to the senior school and then leaving school completely. I mean, science has such an important role in our futures and jobs nowadays, they're looking for this STEM, so science, technology, engineering and maths. Those kind of skills are highly sought after by employers and they take you into careers such as video game designers, civil engineers, computer programs, architects. So teaching children about science and encouraging curiosity Mm. at an early age, getting them hands on just creates the love of science, which then will obviously they'll go up to the senior school and do lots more experiments and investigations Mm. and find out so much more. And then hopefully find a job in that kind of area. And I imagine that when children first go into the lab and they see the gas taps and they they can turn the gas taps on and light a Bunsen burner, then it's all very exciting. But how do you keep the interest levels high throughout the prep school as the children get older? They just love doing things that are more practical. I think children enjoy, because they obviously do quite a lot of writing in English, they like it when they're doing something where they're hands-on, they get to decide what they're going to do. So we try and encourage lots of investigations, lots of experimental work, so Mm. the children are actually doing it. I think when they do it, then they actually learn more because they have a greater interest in what they're doing. And then they they continue to enjoy it all the way up to hopefully sick form. (laughs) And I imagine as well that when they're doing it, they can associate that learning, that theoretical learning with the actual application of it too. Yeah, yeah. We try and encourage them to definitely do that. So they would do some practical and then obviously go back to the books and lots of interactive resources, that kind of thing, play games. Awesome. So Ruth, it's been great talking to you about this. We need to bring this episode to a close in a minute. If anybody wants to find out more about science at St. Edwards in the prep school, how could they go about doing that? They could contact me or my email. And I would also say if there's any parents out there that have a job in STEM and would like to come into school and talk to our children, then I'd love to hear from them as well. Oh, so there's an open invitation then to parents that might be listening to this that could contribute something back into school life. Uh, Ruth, tell us your email address just so people can use that to get hold of you. It's r.gage, G-A-G-E, at stedwards.co.uk. Perfect. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for being here and talking to us, especially during lunchtime. I'm glad you enjoyed your your roast pork. But thank you for for giving that time up and explaining all about science and British Science Week to to us here today. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you for listening to me talk about science. And I hope that all of your children enjoy British Science Week. That's it for this episode and thank you for listening. To find out more, check out the school website, stedwards.co.uk. Now, our next episode is coming out soon, but in the meantime, thank you for listening to this one. Don't forget to follow or subscribe so you can stay in touch and we look forward to seeing you next time. Bye for now.